This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio, commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, JasonQualsCFP.com is the place to go. If you want to jump in with a question, a comment, you can also follow the show and me on social media. All links can be found at FinancialCoachingRadio.com. Be talking mortgages later on in the show. First-time homebuyer mortgages. Which ones are the best? How to lower your mortgage payment without refinancing. And also, what about all this pandemic coronavirus fears? Could they actually drive mortgage rates to an eight-year low? But first, let's talk about Wealthfront and their opinion on rental property. Why rental properties are not good investments. And truth be told... I've never seen an article take this stance before. I'm sure there's been several written about it. But most things you see about rental property, investment property, are going to tell you that it's a good deal. So I'm intrigued to find out and share with you their take on why rental properties are not so good. And, and like anything else, there's good mutual fund investments. There's bad mutual fund investments. There's good annuity products for certain situations. There's bad annuity products for certain situations. There's bad times to use a certain retirement account over another one. So there's good and bad to almost every investment or investment type account that's out there. So let's dig deep into what's going on. One of the most common pieces of financial advice people hear from people in their social circle is to invest in rental property. They say this is a terrible idea. <clears throat> there are four big reasons. It likely won't generate the income you expect. It's hard to generate a compelling return. A lack of diversification is likely to hurt you in the long run. And real estate is illiquid. So, so you can't necessarily sell it when you want. Before you buy a rental property as an investment, consider the reasons you're unlikely to come out ahead. First one on the list, as mentioned, income may not be what you expect. A popular reason people hear about wanting to invest in real estate is the desire for additional income. Unfortunately, most real estate investments, especially residential properties bought for investment, don't generate positive cash flow for quite some time. That means you have to fund losses each year. They give an example. A home or a condo for $500,000 financed with a mortgage of $400,000 to 30-year rate 3.8%. That's a pretty daggum steal of an investment property rate. I'm not sure you can actually get an interest rate that low on a investment piece of property. 
Your monthly payment would be about $1,900. Your monthly real estate taxes would be about $400 in their example. You should also factor in upkeep and insurance. Uh, that would be about, you'd have to charge $3,000 a month to break even. So divide the numbers. If you bought a $250,000 house, you'd have to generate $1,500 a month to break even. And I think that would be doable in this market. But what could you rent a $250,000 house for? $2,000 a month? And your expenses are, th are $1,500 a month? Is that $6,000 a year cash flow? Is that enough to justify the risk of taking on you know, a $200,000 mortgage? <clears throat> it's the thing with investment real estate. And I don't like blanket statements. What Wealthfront is doing here, and what Wealthfront is, they're an online investment management company. And a lot of people sitting in cubicles, they kind of put you in a computer program and let your investments have at it with investment management. But um, with real estate, you make your money when you buy. Now, not long ago, we had someone on the show talking about just that piece, analyzing the data. And there's a lots of rules of dumb that you can use when analyzing rental property. But the one I like the best is what is your cash on cash return? If I have to outlay $50,000 for down payment and closing costs to buy this property, that's money that I'm putting in that property that I'm not putting in another, in another investment. What is my return on that cash? And a good starting place for analyzing rental property is 20%. If I can put my $50,000 to work and get a 20% cash-on-cash return, that means I'm going to be bringing in about $10,000 a year. That's after expenses. And if on the surface the rental property portrays that it will do that, will perform that way, then maybe it's worth looking at seriously to purchase. The reason why 20% is the number, and it seems like a high number, how can you get 20% return? It's not your true net return. It's just your cash on cash. Because if I take my 50000 and go buy a piece of rental property, I could have went and bought dividend-paying stocks. I could have bought index funds. I could have invested in a diversified mix of stocks and bonds or stock and bond mutual funds or ETFs. And what is my long-term return of the comparison? And let's just say we're going to compare it to, I know it's apples and oranges, but if I just went out and bought an S&P 500 index fund and I assume an 8 9% return over an 8, 9, 10-year period, if my real estate investment can't keep up with that, I'm not borrowing you know, the money to take the risk. So I need higher return than what I would get in a traditional investment and double the return of the average of a stock index like 20% cash on cash for real estate seems like a great starting point for me and also gives you lots of room for error. That's the biggest reason I like it. The Wealthfront is claiming it's hard to generate a compelling return. Another reason we hear people wanting to own real estate is understandable compared to trying to invest in stocks or bonds, which many people believe requires a knowledge of financial markets. People who are unsure of how to start investing often per perceive investing in stocks or bonds as overly risky. This fear is further stroked by pundits who claim the market is under or overvalued. So what they're touting there is people who are scared of the big bad stock market, they're, they're more inclined to do what they know. And a lot of people who do real estate are investing because that's what they know.
or they have little experience with stock or bond investing. Anything that you don't understand, you're going to be a little more fearful of. I think it's just breaking down the numbers, getting the right counsel around you. Now, if you're a real estate expert, you don't need much counsel. But if you're just a general, everyday human, and you have a little bit of everything, you have Roths, IRAs, 401ks, you have diversified mixes of investment strategies based on your situation in those accounts, <clears throat> and you've accumulated this extra cash, and now you're making the decision, well, I could do more of what I'm already, I already have going on, or I could do something different. The team can counsel, or your, your financial planner can counsel. Well, hey, this is a, a good alternative to what you have because of X, Y, and Z. And help you break down the numbers. But the thing about any investment, and this is probably this is across the board, whatever you think it's going to do, it's probably not going to do. You need to set yourself up with the correct expectations. If you're out there investing in a diversified mix of, of, of stocks and bonds and your and mutual funds or ETS and whatever account you have for retirement, and you're just looking at the market every day going, well, I'm, I'm down, I'm down, I've lost some money today, and you have no correct expectation of what's going on, you're always going to be let down. So you have to evaluate everything in your financial life if you're thinking about it and putting money into with the correct the correct set of blinders on we're all going to have blinders we're all going to have our biases that's just a fact of human psychology and especially financial psychology but we have to look at the things from an unemotional standpoint so wealth is making the case don't buy real estate hard asset real estate if you want to own real estate do it through uh, an index fund or a mutual fund that invests in real estate to generate similar returns with lower risk because of the headache and hassle and lack of liquidity, lack of potential income of what you expect. Those are the negatives they're, t excuse me, they're touting for rental property. But I'm going to drive home my main point. If you come across a sweet deal and the numbers are adding up, you're getting that 20% plus cash on cash return. You're going to net six, seven, eight percent uh, a total as an investment <clears throat> and you have other things going on as far as diversified mix of investment strategies in your other accounts and you can play the real estate game with cash and not leverage it's huge it's huge or if you're doing it with leverage you have enough liquidity to write a check for it that's when you start making some serious money in real estate so the article began with a blanket statement which we hate on financial coaching radio Real estate is a bad investment. That's what they're claiming. Not for everyone. Not every situation. That's like someone claiming, well, index funds are bad investments. That's not. That's a very strong blanket statement. Don't believe the absolutes when taking financial advice from anyone. It's just not how the real financial world works. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. Hang in there. More coming your way right after this short break. Keep it locked in right here. Listen up. When is the last time you talk with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonqualls.cfp.com. 
We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is, most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. He played okay. Caesar, the main okay. monkey. Okay, but Younger. then I'm going to dress him up as an eight. Waking you up with news, <laughs> traffic, weather, and fun. Uh, <laughs> they changed Alfred to a monkey butler. Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Yeah. Come over to the dark side. <laughs> I'm in the dark side. Weekday mornings from 6 until 7.50 here on News Radio WGNS. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent, commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, Jason Qualls, CFP.com is the place to go. If you want to jump in with a question and comment, you can also follow the show and me on social media. All links can be found at financialcoachingradio.com. Be talking mortgages later on in the show. First time home buyer mortgages. Which ones are the best? How to lower your mortgage payment without refinancing. And also, what about all this pandemic coronavirus fears? Could they actually drive mortgage rates to an eight year low? But first, let's talk about Wealthfront and their opinion on rental property. Why rental properties are not good investments. And truth be told, I've never seen an article take this stance before. I'm sure there's been several written about it. But most things you see about rental property, investment property, are going to tell you that it's a good deal. So I'm intrigued to find out and share with you their take on why rental properties are not so good. And, and like anything else, there's good mutual fund investments. There's bad mutual fund investments. There's good annuity products for certain situations. There's bad annuity products for certain situations. There's bad times to use a certain retirement account over another one. So there's good and bad to almost every investment or investment type account that's out there. So let's dig deep into what's going on. One of the most common pieces of financial advice people hear from people in their social circle is to invest in rental property. They say this is a terrible idea. There are four big reasons. It likely won't generate the income you expect. It's hard to generate a compelling return. A lack of diversification is likely to hurt you in the long run. And real estate is illiquid. So, So you can't necessarily sell it when you want. Before you buy a rental property as an investment, consider the reasons you're unlikely to come out ahead. First one on the list, as mentioned, income. May not be what you expect. A popular reason people hear 
about wanting to invest in real estate is a desire for additional income. Unfortunately, most real estate investments, especially residential properties bought for investment, don't generate positive cash flow for quite some time. That means you have to fund losses each year. They give an example. A home or a condo for $500,000 financed with a mortgage of $400,000 a 30-year rate. 3.8%. That's a pretty daggum steal of an investment property rate. Not sure you can actually get an interest rate that low on a investment piece of property. Your monthly payment would be about $1,900. Your monthly real estate taxes would be about $400 in their example. You should also factor in upkeep and insurance. Uh, that would be about, you'd have to charge $3,000 a month to break even. So divide the numbers. If you bought a $250,000 house, you'd have to generate $1,500 a month to break even. And I think that would be doable in this market. But what could you rent a $250,000 house for? $2,000 a month? And your expenses are, th are $1,500 a month? Is that $6,000 a year cash flow? Is that enough to justify the risk of taking on you know, a $200,000 mortgage? <clears throat> it's the thing with investment real estate, and I don't like blanket statements. What Wealthfront is doing here, and what Wealthfront is, they're an online investment management company. And a lot of people sitting at cubicles, they kind of put you in a computer program and let your investments have at it with investment management. But, um, with real estate, you make your money when you buy. Now, not long ago, we had someone on the show talking about just that piece, analyzing the data. And there's a lots of rules of dumb that you can use when analyzing a rental property. But the one I like the best is what is your cash on cash return? If I have to outlay $50,000 for down payment and closing costs to buy this property... That's money that I'm putting in that property that I'm not putting in another, in another investment. What is my return on that cash? And a good starting place for analyzing rental property is 20%. If I can put my $50,000 to work and get a 20% cash on cash return, that means I'm going to be bringing in about $10,000 a year. That's after expenses. And if on the surface, the rental property portrays that it will do that will perform that way then maybe it's worth looking at seriously to purchase the reason why 20 percent is the number and it seems like a high number how can you get 20 percent return it's not your true net return it's just your cash on cash because if i take my fifty thousand and go buy a piece of rental property I could have went and bought dividend-paying stocks. I could have bought index funds. I could have invested in a diversified mix of stocks and bonds or stock and bond mutual funds or ETFs. And what is my long-term return of the comparison? And let's just say we're going to compare it to, I know it's apples and oranges, but if I just went out and bought an S&P 500 index fund and I assume an 8-9% return over an 8, 9, 10-year period, if my real estate investment can't keep up with that, I'm not borrowing you know, the money to take the risk. So I need higher return than what I would get in a traditional investment and double the return of the average of a stock index, like 20% cash on cash for real estate. Seems like a great starting point for me and also gives you lots of room for error. That's the biggest reason I like it. The Wealthfront is claiming it's hard to generate a compelling return 
Another reason we hear people wanting to own real estate is understandable compared to trying to invest in stocks or bonds, which many people believe requires a knowledge of financial markets. People who are unsure of how to start investing often per perceive investing in stocks or bonds as overly risky. This fear is further stroked by pundits who claim the market is under or overvalued. So what they're touting there is people who are scared of the big bad stock market, they're, they're more inclined to do what they know. And a lot of people who do real estate are investing because that's what they know. Or they have little experience with stock or bond investing. Anything that you don't understand, you're going to be a little more fearful of. I think it's just breaking down the numbers, getting the right counsel around you. Now, if you're a real estate expert, you don't need much counsel. But if you're just a general, everyday human, and you have a little bit of everything, you have Roths, IRAs, 401ks, you have diversified mixes of investment strategies based on your situation in those accounts, <clears throat> and you've accumulated this extra cash, and now you're making the decision, well, I could do more of what I'm already, I already have going on, or I could do something different. The team can counsel, or your, your financial planner can counsel. Well, hey, this is a, a good alternative to what you have because of X, Y, and Z. And help you break down the numbers. But the thing about any investment, and this is probably this is across the board, whatever you think it's going to do, it's probably not going to do. You need to set yourself up with the correct expectations. If you're out there investing in a diversified mix of, of, of stocks and bonds and your and mutual funds or ETS and whatever account you have for retirement, and you're just looking at the market every day going, well, I'm, I'm down, I'm down, I've lost some money today. You have no correct expectation of what's going on. You're always going to be let down. So you have to evaluate everything in your financial life. If you're thinking about it and putting money into with the correct the correct set of blinders on we're all going to have blinders we're all going to have our biases that's just a fact of human psychology and especially financial psychology but we have to look at the things from an unemotional standpoint so wealth run is making the case don't buy real estate hard asset real estate if you want to own real estate do it through uh, an index fund or a mutual fund that invests in real estate to generate similar returns with lower risk because of the headache and hassle and lack of liquidity, lack of potential income of what you expect. Those are the negatives they're, t excuse me, they're touting for rental property. But I'm going to drive home my main point. If you come across a sweet deal and the numbers are adding up, you're getting that 20% plus cash on cash return. You're going to net six, seven, eight percent a total as an investment <clears throat> and you have other things going on as far as diversified mix of investment strategies in your other accounts and you can play the real estate game with cash and not leverage it's huge it's huge or if you're doing it with leverage you have enough liquidity to write a check for it that's when you start making some serious money in real estate so the article began with a blanket statement which we hate on financial coaching radio Real estate is a bad investment. That's what they're claiming. Not for everyone. Not every situation. That's like someone claiming, well, index funds are bad investments. That's not. That's a very strong blanket statement. Don't believe the absolutes when taking financial advice from anyone. It's just not how the real financial world works. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls. 
certified financial planner. Hang in there. More coming your way right after this short break. Keep it locked in right here. Because inside out, it's wiggin' and wiggin' and wiggin' and whack. I come stopping with something pumping to keep you jumping. R&B, rappers, war crap is what I'm dumping. Ain't nothing sucked about crisscross we all at. So when they ask, do they rock? Say believe it. We can do just about anything on the internet today. We can get medical advice, buy investments. We can even get a will for about $15. I know how enticing cheap and easy it can sound, but when you leave loved ones behind, a $15 will bought online may not cut it. As a certified financial planner, I strongly recommend that you use an estate planning attorney. Call estate planning attorney John Baker today at 896-5621 or go to his website, bakercouncil.com so you don't make a $15 decision that could cost your family thousands of dollars. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor, but a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls, and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Donegal offers car and homeowners insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto and home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Back to the one show, giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any live event tickets. We'll leave that to the other show. I'm Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. For all about me, go to jasonquallscfp.com. Here to talk about mortgages and how to lower your monthly mortgage payment without refinancing. That would be recasting your payments. So, Marshall, explain how you can recast your mortgage payment schedule. Recasting is uh, a good example of a recast is if you've got a if you've got a large chunk of cash that you want to put down towards your mortgage, you can do that. Most servicers, not all, but most servicers will allow you to do what's called a recast. So I have $300,000 mortgage and I want to chunk down $100,000 yeah. on reducing. So I started out with a payment based on 300000 Now I'm going to pay it down to 200000 So what happens to my payment? Okay, so you have to be putting down at least 20%. Um, so a good scenario would be, let's say you buy a house, without, a, but you've got another house to sell. And then when you sell it, you want to take the proceeds from that and then pay down your current mortgage. You can do that. It's called a recast. So you just call up your servicer, tell them you want to do a recast, and you take that money and throw it towards it. They keep your same interest rate, but they just re-amortize whatever's left. Based on the, the new balance. Period. Correct. Is that a hard process to get approved? Do all mortgage servicers allow for this? N- not all servicers allow for it, but as I understand it, just take it takes 30 days to go through, and you know probably your next payment period, they'll have it recast for you. The disadvantage, I would assume, if by lowering your payment, you're not paying down the principal as fast as you would by keeping the old payment, right? That No, that's totally true. You know, I don't know. If you're comfortable with a payment, then I would 100% just pay it down and continue to keep making the same payments. Or, or So more like a premeditated thing. Like you mentioned someone who has a house to sell. 
it hasn't sold yet but they're buying their new one and when it does they're already anticipating putting that big chunk down and they are anticipating that lower payment right yep. that would be a scenario it's it's very uncommon for someone to do a recast what about someone that comes into a a large sum of money and they say, well, I'm going to put that towards my mortgage or maybe from an inheritance? Yeah, that's another scenario, an inheritance or you hit the lottery, but don't hit the big <laughs> you one. You hit the lottery. You hit a hat, you know, the, the small one. <laughs> you could, so you just, anytime, is there, can you just recast your payments in general without putting money down? What if I just build enough equity in my property? I paid the mortgage down to, to 80% of its value. No, you have to, you have to have, you have to be paying down at least 20% of your Oh, you have balance. to, of the total of the balance currently. Correct. So it's not really about loan to value. It's about you have to be paying 20% of what you currently owe Correct. to have this ability. That's it. It's still unique. I think it's unique that lenders let you do this. It's a, it's a nice feature. Most people don't know about it. It's always an option when I'm talking to somebody that they may have a house to sell and they, they don't want to stress out having to pack it up and get it on the market and show it and all that stuff while they're trying to move out and move into another house and still live in it. Most people would prefer if they had the opportunity if they have the ability to do so, go ahead and move into your new house, take your time getting out of your old one, and then move into your new one, get the other one cleaned up, get it staged, and then get it on the market. So that way, every time somebody wants to come look at it, you don't have to pack the kids and the dog and, and get the smell, the odors out of the house from cooking uh, you know, fried chicken the night before and uh, show your house. This way, you can take your time and sell your house and then not worry about it. Just go uh, take the proceeds when you do sell it and then recast your current mortgage and get you a lower payment. Marshall Sparkman, Franklin Synergy Bank. What's the best way to reach you online and on the phone? Online, valoanstn.com. VA, like a Veterans Administration, L-O-A-N-S-T-N.com. And on the phone, 615-439-0885. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're back right after this. is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 great team great process and the best rates marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Welcome 
Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Remember, you can listen to the show anytime, anywhere. All you got to do is log on to financialcoachingradio.com. Click on archives. All the list of all the list of all the past shows are there on the website, broken down by date and by main topic. And you click on a show you want to learn more anything about financial planning. You can click on any of those topics. Listen anytime, anywhere, no matter where you are. You can also log on to jasonqualcfp.com. Make sure you're checking out who your advisor is working for, who is paying them, and if they have the top credential in the business of CFP, you know I recommend getting a second opinion on your mortgage, your taxes, your your insurance planning through an independent agent, and certainly your financial planning. Not all financial advisors are created equal. That is because they have huge conflicts of interest with you. That doesn't mean they're bad people. But when someone has a conflict of interest with you, whether they get paid a commission or they're getting bonuses or trips or whatever the conflict may be, you don't know if they're wanting to help you because it's in your best interest or they want to help themselves more. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. I'm out of here for today. I appreciate you listening. Check out FinancialCoachingRadio.com. Listen anytime, anywhere. I'll see you next time right here on WGNS. Keep it locked in right here. Local talk on the way.